Orale, bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FP podcast. This is your host Jorge Martin and Feliz Año Nuevo. Happy New Year. Happy 2023, Familia. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, you know, 2022 was great. Uh, you know, I'm sure I hopefully you guys got some victories, hopefully uh, more victories than losses. Hopefully we were able to help you out and uh, hopefully you had a good time. And I really hope you didn't have to face Tom Brady and Mike Evans in week 17. So, oh, Familia, I, I just thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm ready for a new year. Uh, my goodness. I mean, well, first off, please make sure you're following us on YouTube. If you haven't already, give us a like and subscribe. Por favor, por favor, por favor. And, and familia, I tell you, you know what? It's a new year. Make sure you're getting out to fantasy points. Fantasy points, you know, it, it's, we, we've got, we've got all, you know, they've got the early bird special, get 30% off, get your 2023 subscription all the way through the Super Bowl. Get that. You're not going to get a, be a better rate right there. No promo code or anything. Just get in there. So, uh, Familia, I've been wanting to do this show for a long time. The, this show, this show in particular, not that I wanted the season to end or anything like that, but this is uh, this is our, our invitada de lujo is someone I've been wanting to have on as a guest. Uh, you know, those of you who are already in there, Albert, Mr. Scampers, hola, bienvenidos, happy new year. You got she's she's been in there, so I wanted to you know grab pluck her out of the uh, the the chat and then bring her into bring her in here and uh, you know. I will say I'm not often someone who yells number I'm number nine, I'm number nine, unless maybe I'm listening to revolution number nine by the Beatles, number nine, number nine. But uh, she can say that and she could say that proudly because she was the finalist out of 3000 people who played the legendary Scott, Fo Scott Fishbowl 12. She finished at number nine. I had a blast meeting her six months ago at the LA live draft. She is the only finalist out of the 48 incredible minds that drafted that day. Just, I mean, just think about that. There are some real ballers in the fantasy football industry. None of them made it to the final 30 and she did. So, uh, you know, I had a blast meeting her, like I said, and, uh, you know, though at that point, I really felt like she was familia because she'd been such a regular on the familia FFB chat. So I've just had so much fun interacting with her that I had to get her on join with join with me. Let's give a warm welcome to Darcy, Darcy Romero. But you know what? You all know her as Dame Overboard. Mi amiga, bienvenidos. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jorge. This is awesome. I'm excited. I don't know why you'd like to have somebody, a little peon like me on your show, but I'm happy to be here. You're not a peon. You are familia. You are familia. You know what? Here, here's the thing. This is so special. Uh, you know, you've been, you, you started following, you know, last year during the off season, just, and one of the things that I always knew, and I've, and I've talked about this with other people, especially the front yard fantasy guys, where you had been a part of the, uh, uh, been a part of some mock drafts here and there, uh, not on camera, but you were behind camera. And, and Joey told me, he goes, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, damn, Dame took my guy. She took my, <laughs> she took my guy. So, oh uh, yeah. So uh, just, uh, this is a place for great fantasy minds, great fantasy talk, uh, you know, and, uh, your familia, your familia, you know, last name Romero. So yes, you're, you're definitely familiar. There. Uh, we're going to say a quick hello to some people. Uh, Mr. Scampers. Hola, 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 mi amigo Alberto. Happy new year. Happy new year. And uh, yes, shout out to Dame. Craig Reith. Craig Reith. Hey, did you see that tweet I sent to you the other day with uh, La Llorona, uh, the La Llorona beer 
beer can. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that that beer can scared me as much as as good as it tasted. So uh, Mr. Scampers, up there, happy New Year. Uh, look at this. Our over our overlord is overboard. Yes. Uh, my goodness. My goodness. You got you got fans tonight, Dame. You got my, you got fans. Oh my goodness. Woohoo. You know we got. Uh, let's see who else we got. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still getting used to calling her Darcy. So that, that, that's that, that, it, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yes, she's the mock draft thief. She is. And uh, yes, you did see that, Craig. But yeah, you know, uh, mi amiga, it, it's I, I want to ask. So has that, you know, I, I said that number nine out of out of th- out of three thousand. Has that sunk in yet in the Scott from the Scott Fishbowl? I'll say yes and no. So I was so excited just to make it to the final 30 that whatever happened from there, it was just, you know, let it fall where it may. But uh, so, I mean, not really in the sense that I I really can't fathom that I really am ninth out of 3000, but um, it's just exciting. I mean, making it that far was just so cool. (laughs) Like uh, the thought of actually like having an actual shot to win it all was just crazy. It was so great. And I'm, I'm still kicking myself that I didn't start uh, Tyler Higby because I would have joined you for that for that final thirty. So, but I'm, my team my team fizzled on that last uh, that last day, and I, I had Josh Allen, so I didn't get the get didn't get to have him in that one. But you know, to to get in there, I want to I want to go back to six months ago. You know, uh, who were the the players that that really powered you to the finals? Well, you got to start with Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Um, yes. Sorry to my sister who hates him, but uh, I had to go <laughs> with him at, in the first round. I mean, thinking about him falling out of like the top two spots is kind of crazy looking back on it now. Um, so it had to be has to be Pat. Um, then we got Derrick Henry. You know, that was a solid solid one. Unfortunately, I lost him in the in the finals. Um, oh yeah, and then you know. You know my guy Amon Ross St. Brown. I had to get him everywhere I could, and he was just so good all year. Um, and then Waddle. I mean, Waddle's another my guy, my penguin. Uh, you know, he was just so awesome. Yeah, and I think uh, you know you got a, a, an easy discount on him because everyone was so worried about you know him and Tyreek, and nobody knew what to make of Tua. Uh, but it ended up being pretty awesome. Oh, those guys. Amonra was one of my guys. Uh, you know, it, it's so funny. And I love the fact that it was super flex because, you know, it made us really uh, concentrate on the quarterback position. And wh- what slot did you draft out of? Out of the four. Oh, okay. and you st- and Mahomes made it to the four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Probably had some Justin it, Herbert fans in there. Yeah, it was Herbert and, uh, and Burrow who went ahead, who went in between Allen and Mahomes. So... Burrow was great. I, it's funny. Yeah, I was just in making notes for tonight uh, for tonight's show. I was kind of like, wow, you know, I knew that Justin Herbert underwhelmed, but man, just looking at the entire body, you're kind of like, wow, he really missed those wide receivers this year. But Mahomes, I mean, so fantastic. All of those 300 plus yard games. Uh, it, it's it, looking back, wasn't it kind of crazy how everybody was just kind of like. Oh, he's going to, yeah, he's just not going to do that well without, you know, without Tyreek Hill. All he's got is Travis Kelsey. And yet he still was the man. I mean, how how fun was, how fun was that having him and just putting up those 300 yards every week? 
he's just really, really good at football. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter who he's throwing to, you know, he, he's so creative. And then when you pair him with Andy Reid, it's just, I mean, you can't beat it. I mean, I guess you can with Josh Allen, but like, you know, that he's the clear one too, to me, you know, and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. So I, I mean, I, I don't know why we doubted him, but people did. And, you know, I think we're all, we're all a little bit wiser now. I, I, you know, and, and one of the things in single in single quarterback leagues, I think it's, and I'm going to be preaching this probably every show from now until September is, uh, the you, we can't we're going to have to in single quarterback leagues we're going to have to rethink taking a quarter taking the elite QBs early because uh, I know I'm going to ma- start making that recommendation. There's going to be about five quarterbacks, four or five quarterbacks that I'm going to be like maybe six uh, that I'm going to be like okay yeah. They're they're worth going going early on, and and you you mentioned two of them, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Unfortunately, we didn't get Mahomes Allen for that last week. You know, uh, Familia. Also, uh, I meant to I meant to say this earlier. Apologies for not not having a show last week, but um, I think I put it out on Twitter. I just didn't feel right doing anything last week with uh, you know everything going on with Demar Hamlin. Still praying for him, and glad that he is home that he's breathing on his own that things are things are looking up just, ah, just prayers are like uh like josh allen said when you know after the naheem hines thing his god is real so <laughs> he's just like he it's it's pretty amazing it is pretty amazing um now i, w- I want to get back to scott fishbowl had you played in any of the scott fishbowls before uh 11 was my first year oh okay me too so i was in sfb 11 um I drafted out of the four both times. So that was kind of part of why I chose four this time. I actually, uh, I came in second in the, you know, the, the games that we played to determine our draft order. Um, mm-hmm. I actually finished second. The guy who finished first for our division picked the 12 spot. And I tie, actually tied with Liz Loza for second. And so we had to do rock, paper, scissors to determine who won. So I got to pick second after I, kicked her butt in rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) And, uh, and I had to go with number four. I mean, I just had to represent, uh, you know, I've made some good friends, some, a good camaraderie with, uh, the people who were, who drafted number four in the SFB 11. So I just felt right. And early on, I was kind of kicking myself because that number one was available. I could have had Josh Allen and he was so hot to start the season, but ultimately, you know what? I'm, I'm glad I went with number four. It worked out, got me to number nine. So (laughs) yeah, you know what? And, and you know what? It, it's I'm going to really be a proponent of drafting early in the Scott Fishbowl. It, it really is. I mean, being one of the being I, I know that third round reversal is dastardly, but it's, uh, you know, it, when it when it when it comes down to it, if you can assure yourself Mahomes, Allen, you know, Jalen Hurts, one of those studs, uh, you know what? I'm fine. I'm I'm fine waiting. You know, who was your second quarterback? Tua. So I oh. got Tua in the fourth. And then when I lost him, I had, I backed him up with Purdy. So I had Mayfield too. That was my third who I drafted. And of course that didn't go as expected, but uh, Tua being my number two started me out, you know, pretty hot early on. And then I was able to kind of work my way after, after, you know, losing him. It, it It is amazing. I mean, you were probably able to pick up Purdy with, you know, when all the teams got eliminated and all of a sudden it's like, there he is. <laughs> let, let, yeah. Let's take him. Uh, now, was the strategy, you know, after the quarterback early, what, what was kind of like your draft strategy after that? Uh, so 
I knew I wanted a quarterback in round one, uh, as long as I didn't have a late round one pick. Um, you know, that was one thing that was a little different of doing the live draft is we didn't know our spots ahead of time. So you, yeah. you could mock draft, but you could, you, you know, you didn't really know where to mock draft from. So I had to do a bunch of different ones to kind of see what it was like. But um, I knew I only wanted one quarterback through the first, you know, two or three rounds, unless something fell to me, you know, it's all about uh, value falling. So, but um, I knew that Tua was my target in round four or five. Um, I don't think I have, I don't think he would have got a five. So I got I grabbed him in four and man, I, it was looking so good early on. Let me tell you. <laughs> like, oh, when you, when you're you playing him, I mean that week two where he was the QB one, where he threw like, what was it? 469 yards and just absolutely destroyed everything. And, and oh, that was so amazing. That was so amazing. I, uh, no, I, I love that. love that. Yeah. It, um, Oh, now, now you're just making me, you know, reminding myself of that, that, you know, just kicking myself for, for not swapping out, not, not swapping in, uh, Tyler Higby for Pat Fryermuth. But, uh, that was that, that I will say that was probably one of the, that was a few times that I made a bad move all season, but it, you know, for getting the invite to the, be a part of the LA live draft, uh, I've talked about this before. You've obviously, you know, been, been on this and I've talked about it with other people, uh, at the fantasy football expo and everything to actually be in the room with all those incredible fantasy minds. I mean, how did I, I know it, me, you know, having, you know, befriended Tommy Lasorda and, you know, you've got, and, and, and Vin Scully knowing my name and, and so many different people and, you know, all the Dodgers, uh, from my youth, uh, you know, becoming, becoming friends. I still got, I still find myself getting a little starstruck, uh, seeing all the great fantasy minds in there. What was, uh, how, how was it for you when you met them? Yeah, I was definitely starstruck. Um, so going into it, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, I'm just a fan, you know, so I was, you know, honestly had no expectations. I was so excited, though, like, you know, building up to it. I, I just couldn't contain my excitement. Um, but first of all, I knew that I was going to meet you. So that was awesome uh, to finally like get to meet you, you know, face to face. So that that I was very excited for. And that was awesome. Um, but, yeah, there were just so many big names like Liz Loza. Obviously, I like I never knew that I would be playing rock, paper, scissors with Liz Loza. <laughs> I like seeing Bob Harris, uh, Michael Fabiano, um, Jen Pacenti, um, you know, I got to meet, you know, the whole Trophy Smack team was awesome. Oh, Kelly, you know, is awesome. Uh, Matt, like everybody was just so cool. Um, I, I wish that I had been a little bit more forward in actually going and like introducing myself to people. I was a little bit shy. So, uh, oh, and how could I forget uh, Scott Fish? Of course, meeting him there was like the biggest surprise of it all. Like that was just so cool. And I was one of the people who walked right by him when he popped up out of the little bar area. I walked right by. I didn't even notice him. And then it wasn't until I heard the all the like the everyone like cheering and everything behind me that I turned around and was like, oh well, I just walked right by Scott Fish. <laughs> but yeah, all, I mean, there were so many uh, big names. I mean. Um, Lindsay Rhodes was there. Like, I mean, just so many people that I see on TV and I'm like, what the heck? How is this real? I, dra so I drafted, funny. I was sitting in between, I just put my bag down and then I went upstairs to take, you know, cause I got there about probably about half hour after everything started. And, uh, I just put my bag down and then, you know, when I got back to the table, most, I ended up at the wrong table, but everything was filled up at the table I was supposed to be at. So I ended up 
sitting between Bob Harris and Lindsey Road and Rhodes and right across from uh, Mike awesome. Fabia, Fabs and uh, and Jen. So it's just like we were actually Jen and I were talking baseball uh, for for quite a while. You'd love that. We we just we just sat and talked Dodgers and Yankees and everything. Fabs came in on that one because he's a big Yankee fan. But uh, yeah, it, it was just uh, yeah, just spectacular. And yeah, yeah, and you know it's funny. I, uh, there'll be an episode on the, uh, with, with Liz in the future. I told Liz that part of the reason why I'm there, I was there that day was because of a show she did with Mauricio Gutierrez, who was also drafting in your, in your group. Uh, cause I reached out to him and he was the first person I had just started Familia FFB and he was the first person to, uh, to, to really answer any of my replies, uh, any of my DMS and, uh, we've become good friends and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've seen him more in the last year than, uh, I did, I did some, some really close friends of mine that I don't get to see very often, but, uh, yeah, it was just what a, what a what absolutely phenomenal time. And, you know, and how much, how did, how was that kind of like the culmination of just, you know, be, being such a big avid fantasy football fan? I mean, kind of, how long have you been playing and kind of what captained you captivated you so much about it? So I've been playing fantasy for quite a while. Um, my brother-in-law, Steve, he actually is the one who introduced it to me back. You know, we're talking newspaper days where, you know, me and my two friends, he held a little draft for us. And, you know, I was looking on the back of my football cards to try to like, see, okay, who's going to be good, you know? And, um, so he, you know, he would, he hosted that for us. And unfortunately that season was when like they stopped putting stats in the newspaper, things started shifting to the internet. Um, but there really wasn't anything out there. So it kind of fizzled, but I then, you know, started doing ESPN, uh, drafts, you know, with just random people that, uh, never really panned out. But, um, I think in 2009 or 2010 is when we actually started our home league redraft league, you know, that, that we still have going to this day. So, um, I mean, I, I guess that's really when I started diving into it. And then in the last probably two years, um, I mean, I guess you could say, you know, somewhat in part to the pandemic, everyone's stuck at home is I just started, um, I don't know, just diving into it more, you know, see, listening to podcasts more, you know, I found you, I found the FYF guys um, and I just loved it, you know, and it's a community, like everyone is just so you know, encouraging of each other. And it's just fun. I, I love, absolutely love sports. If you can't tell from what's behind me, um, like I just love sports. So being able to like, actually like, I don't know, participate and play games off of it is just, I mean, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. So you got a fan in the, in the chat. Hi, it's Kate from potato. Kate. That, that's my niece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sabrina yeah. Kate. Oh, you are. I've got my niece. It looks familia. like couple sisters are in the chat so yeah look at that that's, cool. that's awesome that is awesome look at that okay. oh the fan club i love it i love it i love it i love it and, and you know what that's that, that's the beauty of this game i mean I, I love i love that you started playing in the newspaper days i started playing in the newspaper days uh touchdown touchdowns only and uh, you know, kickers, kick, kickers, you know, just extra points. There would be days that, that your kicker outscored your top running back because your running back didn't get in, in the end zone and your kicker got three field goals and an extra point. And you're just like, <laughs> you won yeah. because of that. 
Oh, I, I, yeah. So how things have cut. I, I still play with some of my friends that are uh, from the newspaper, day, you know, from the newspaper only days. And we just we we laugh at how we used to have to wait until Thursday to find out if we won or not. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Scampers, this is truly a uh, familia show. Uh, so favorite favorite format to play in, you know, redraft, dynasty, best ball, single quarterback, super flex. Any any favorites? So, I mean, for me, redraft is like the ultimate, like that's, that's yeah. where it, like, it kind of just sets the whole tone. It's, it sets the season, right? Like once you, you're mm -hmm. in your redraft drafts, like, I don't know, the endorphins, like just skyrocket, like everything is just so exciting, Every you know, and it's, it's a new year, you know, you have all that excitement, but um, dynasty, I think has become my favorite just because it's year round. It keeps me engaged nonstop. Um, I'm there's probably not a day that goes by where I'm not looking to see what can I trade you know, who can I trade. Um, it, it's just so much fun. And then I think also best balls on underdog have also kind of given me that same, uh, I don't know, just kind of fill the, fill the need in the off season. You know, like I just, I think I did some even pre-draft last year, like pre NFL draft. So those, and I ended up winning a couple of those. So it was like, you just guess where the rookies are going to go and hope. Um, but yeah, just I love being able to stay engaged all all season or all off season. So I I think I've Dynasty has kind of become my my love. I'm in two of them now, which is, I mean, I know a lot, people learn a lot more, but that, that feels like a lot of work to me. So I'll probably stick there. But I just love it. It is it, it is a lot of work, but you're right. And and to me, the thing about Dynasty, it's the people you play with. And I've gotten lucky to be invited to play in some leagues. In fact, G Men J had a had a uh, dynasty league that just had an orphan uh somebody leave the league and uh so i i was like yes i can't say no to that guy so uh he uh mi hermano so and 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 i would look up and it's like oh yeah i'm playing with joey and you know and, and several several other friends so it's gonna be yeah it, it's just funny it's it's a family affair yeah and um now this is important, you know, when it comes to drafting for single QB, what is your strategy? Do you go heavy RB early, uh, hero RBs? Are you, uh, you know, are you zero RB? Any, any uh, favorite draft strategies that you love to employ? In the past, before this past season, I was very RB heavy. And I think that was just kind of the way that our leagues have gone. Like, you know, you want to get those, those, you know, our, those running backs that, you know, are going to put up, you know, 12 to 18 points a week. Um, but this past off season, I sort of shifted to either zero RB or hero RB. Um, hero RB, I think I liked most just because getting at least one guy that, you know, I mean, you're hoping they don't get hurt, but just knowing you can plug them in every week, no matter what, it doesn't matter matchup. Um, you just plug them in and, and, you know, figure it out from there. Um, I did, however, start getting into zero RB a little bit more. And I was actually in a 14 team league that I ended up winning that I didn't draft my first running back until round six. And it was Kareem Hunt who stunk. So oh, wow. I had him and then round seven, I ended up with Ramondre Stevenson. So thank you, Ramondre, for helping helping me get to the title on that one. But I mean, it, and I I just love wide receivers; they're so fun, and I feel like they're getting a little bit more consistent. I mean, you you never know for sure. There's the Justin Jeffersons who you know they might get you one catch for 15 yards every so often, which stinks. But they also can go off for 35 points. Yeah, week 17. Thank you. 
Um, but yeah, I mean it. Uh, but you know, I, I warned feel like you on that one. You know, I warned you. I warned everybody about that one about week seventeen playing in playing in Green Bay that it was gonna that that it was it was potentially a trap because Kirk is not good in the in the cold weather. But uh, but yeah, it, no. But it, I believe me, I. I I still drafted. I it, it there were a couple places where I still drafted Justin Jefferson. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, but I and I love the zero RB idea. And you were one of the big, uh, you know, in the chat. You were one of the most vocal people I I could see anywhere about Josh Jacobs for this year. And I really want to applaud you for that one because that was uh, that was a great call. And that was and I kind of liked him. And when you know when I saw that you were you were really high on him, that was just something that uh, you know what what was it that that got you that was he one of your biggest hits this year? Um, you know, he would have to be, yeah. But honestly, I wasn't that high on him for this year. I was more high on him for Dynasty. Like I didn't trust the yeah. Raiders to use him properly, um, and especially I did fall into the the narrative trap about the Hall of Fame game and how they played him so much. And like, oh my goodness, what are we doing here? Like uh, you know, so I did get caught up a little bit there. But I just know he's so young and he's so talented that you know, let's see what team he goes to after the Raiders, and that's where I was most high on him. Um, but yeah, he he's just very very good, and we the Raiders have always just kind of been okay. And I don't feel like they've ever actually used him properly. I still think he can catch a heck of a lot more balls than he's, you know, than they give him now. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, I, whenever we talk dynasty, you know, running back rankings, I feel like he always is snubbed and people forget he's young. Like I think he's 24 now, but he's been in the league four years. This is, yeah. he just finished his four years. Yeah. So I mean, that's just, that's absurd. Um, but yeah, so that has to be one of my biggest hits. That Amon Ross St. Brown is another one that, you know, when everybody was trying to find reasons not to not to be a fan of his and not to believe that he can do the same thing, or, you know, targets are earned targets and all that. Like, he's just good. I saw the guy score four touchdowns and a half at USC. Like, he's good. And so, I don't know. Like, him, guys like Waddle, um, that, you know, and even like Tyreek. You know, people are down on on him. Um, I feel like some of those guys are ones that I sort of, you know, I I believed in. You know, their talent is is it's just that it's talent. You know, and they can they can find ways to impact games. Talent definitely rises, and uh, we got we got another uh, fan in the chat. Darcy is the fantasy football queen from Charge Star Four One Nine. So, and also uh, thank you RCHS uh, XC. Uh, muchas gracias, muchas gracias, and Mister Mister Scampers. Yes, the Sun God Amonra Amonra. Oh, he fueled so many of my teams, especially early on. Especially early on. He, I, I'll let you do that, even though I'm a this ours is UC, <laughs> UCLA family. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't uh, put up the V too often. I promise. <laughs> but you know what? And, and uh, I, I want to acknowledge the greatness that you have over both of your shoulders right now. You got the the banners for the World Series champions for the Dodgers, and also the banners for the World Series for, for the World Championships uh, for the Lakers. Uh, which which one of the teams was the one that captivated you earlier? Obviously, you're SoCal, so uh, one or the other became first love, or was it uh, USC? <laughs> no, it'd be the Lakers. I think. Yeah, I was. You know, I grew up playing bat. Well, yeah, I started playing basketball at a young age, and I I love basketball. I played basketball in high school, so that was kind of me. Other than football, you know, basketball was my real love. So um, I loved my guy Kobe. Um, oh, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, but 
Yeah, so I mean, I, it's got to be the Lakers, and then you know the Dodgers. They've just been so much fun to watch. You know, these past ten years or whatever it's been, like twelve years, it's been so fun. So, um, I, I liked baseball as a kid, but but basketball and football were definitely my my first loves. Oh man, and uh, okay, so I need to know your favorite Dodger. You know, you mentioned Kobe, but your favorite Dodger could be somebody from the last ten years or ever. I gotta go easier. I love Andre Ethier. Yeah, he's. Uh, I just love the guy, and I love that he's still involved. You know, they still bring him in here and there, and you see him at you know batting practice and whatnot. I just, I just love the guy. I'll, I'll feed you some stories offline. In fact, I, I'm gonna find something now that I have your email address. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find an old feature I wrote on him that I think you'd really enjoy. Um, re, uh, yeah, it's from my Dodger, the Dodger Magazine days that I think you'd. I'll, I'll find the PDF and I'll send it to you now that, now that I can breathe that football season's over. But yeah, yeah. It, and it. <laughs> And it's, I mean, not football season's over because obviously we're going to talk about playoff football, but, you know, instead of worrying about 16 games to worry about six games, I mean, it feels like a vacation, but, uh, I, and you know what, and it, it's, it, it's so wonderful that, the, that all those teams and, and football team now, uh, were you a football fan pre Ram when the, when the LA Rams in the first iteration had, uh, had you become a Ram fan by then or. No, um, I'm a Rams fan of the new generation. I was sort of a, a free agent, you know, and so when they moved here or when they moved back here, you know, a few years back, I just kind of decided, all right, let's kind of dip our toe in the water here and see what it's like. And, um, you know, I, I'm really I'm a fan of so many teams. Like I, I like to root for the Rams. I like the Dolphins. Um, you know, I got to root for the Jags and Panthers for Mr. Scampers. Um, <laughs> you know, like I. There's so many teams when it comes to football that I like to root for that it's it's and players, you know, especially playing fantasy, you start to like the players and you follow them around. Um, you know, I like the Packers. I think I'll always like the Packers. Um, but yeah, as far as the Rams go, I'm just I'm a new I'm a new Rams fan there. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I, I think I, I think I'm, I may have mentioned to you before that the Packers and the Dolphins were were my team's during that the the break that when I was on a break from the Rams or when the break, Rams were on a break from LA but really what you're right fantasy football was was the uh it was the catalyst very much and uh, a couple of Dodgers need to get shout outs Mr. Scampers Brett mm -hmm. Butler and uh Can Frost you uh go pack and also Eric Caros that special one because uh yes my wife uh a favorite and a and a and a very a very dear friend of mine from uh, 30 years ago i got her an autograph for of eric caros that uh she still has so i, I nice. got her an autograph baseball so uh but yes and i got my wife to meet him and i i just i just said yes you, you know one of your childhood crushes i get to introduce you so I'm still waiting for her to introduce me to Linda Carter. So, uh, <laughs> uh, not quite holding my breath on that one. Oh, and, and, uh, uh, go Niners. No, okay. Yeah. You no. get, uh, you know, scoreboard, the Rams are still reigning more, uh, Super Bowl champions, but, uh, so I want to get back re real quick to, um, something about, uh, you, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned the players that were big hits for you this year. Any, any, any players that just really let you down that hurt you? Um, we all have so, some. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a I mean, for me, I feel like there's a lot. Like, I was really high on Pittman um, mm -hmm. all offseason. I tried to get him as many places as I could. And in some cases, I was uh, not able to get him, which turned out to be a good thing. Um, that and so Melvin Gordon is somebody who I was targeting late in a lot of drafts. And I mean, that was just a 
dumpster fire. Like, especially thinking once Javante Williams went down, it it seemed like, okay, now, now we're going to get Melvin Gordon and he's going to take over. And I mean, the fumbles to getting benched, I mean, it was just bad. So, I mean, I luckily that that's not high draft capital, but it's still definitely a miss for me. Um, Fournette is somebody I was pretty high on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was all right, but you know, not for where I was taking him. Uh, Amari Cooper, I just missed on him being actually good. Like I've never really been an Amari Cooper fan and he actually proved to me like, okay, he's somebody I need to look at. Um, and then McLaurin is another one where I feel like I miss, like I love Terry McLaurin, but I just didn't trust the commanders and I didn't know who was going to be throwing him the ball. Um, I traded him away in a dynasty league and, you know, I mean, I got Saquon back for it, but so, I mean, I'm not too hurt on that, but I just feel like he's really good at football. And I, you know, that was just one I didn't quite see. Um, and then DJ Moore, I feel like, you know, he's still really good at football, but he's somebody I had in like, I don't know, a lot of different leagues and it just didn't, I mean, he wasn't that bad if you actually like look back at it, but there were just early on, it was just not, not good. No, it was tough. That, and, uh, oh, go ahead. And who else? I was going to say AJ Dillon is another one. I was, I was so high on AJ Dillon. Me and, too. Goodness. And then he finally broke out. I finally saved the fantasy football world by dropping him. And then, of course, that's when he takes off. So to everyone who had him and, and he helped you get to a title, you're welcome. That was me. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I, th- those are all tough ones. And, uh, you know, I've, I'm, I was with you on Pittman and, uh, and uh, McLaurin uh, and more. I mean, with Pittman and more it and, and actually McLaurin to a certain extent, but uh, it's not their fault. It's the it's the quarterback. And uh, and even McLaurin was able to be good even with a second stringer with Heineke. He actually got better with Heineke. So, uh, you know, those guys are. I'm definitely going to, I know with you, I think we're definitely going to be able to keep an eye on who their quarterback is going to be, but I'm, I'm not going to like discount them altogether because they're still, uh, like you said, good at football, just still good at football. And yes, uh, uh, can frost. Yes. So, so jealous. So, so jealous. I think, I, I think that was the Eric Karros, uh, for the Eric Karros com- comment. Yes. Uh, I, I still, he, he and I are born eight days, exactly eight days apart. So, uh, uh, and, and, and he still had many fans in the, uh, Dodger front office when I was there, many young ladies were still like, Oh my God, he's still so, he's so good looking. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, he's old enough to be your dad. Come on. <laughs> Um, oh, so la- last thing that that before before we jump into the wild card weekend, um, you know, with lessons learned from this season, anything that you really, really, you, you really can't wait to try out in uh, whether it be best ball or dynasty drafts or something like that. Uh, like I don't know if there's anything like I'm eager to try out. I sort of feel like the zero RB thing is kind of the the new toy that everybody's actually you know trying to test drive and see how it goes so I sort of feel like I I did a little bit of that this offseason I think for me it's the the things I've kind of learned that I want to you know use moving forward is to trust the players they are uh you know just trust the talent even if you think a situation might not be good you know like looking at Mahomes he was everyone thought oh he's he has no wide receivers I mean he still has Kelsey but he's just so creative. He can do whatever, you know? So just trusting that their talent will actually, you know, I mean, that's why they're there. You know, it doesn't matter what's around them necessarily, you know? Um, So there's that. And then also just 
reminding myself to be flexible and not get so caught up in, okay, here's what I'm going to do on this draft. Because you never know how a draft is going to fall. Every draft is is incredibly different. And you just you, you have to take the value when it's there. So you can go into it thinking, oh, I'm not going to take a quarterback until, you know, I'm going I'm to be the last one in the draft to take my quarterback. And then you're sitting there in round seven and you might have a Jalen Hurts looking at you in the face. And it's like, all right, you know, what are we doing? So I, I do feel like there's you just kind of have to adapt to what's going on. And I, I yeah, so I don't really think there's any like strategies that I'm like, OK, here's what I'm going to focus on this offseason. But it's just trying to stay patient and stay, fo- you know, just stay flexible on being able to adapt with whatever, however the board falls. I'm with you on that. I, yeah, definitely that. I, I know two things I'm going to really keep an eye on for next year. And I'm and I hinted at that earlier. The, the early quarterback drafting, drafting, uh, going, getting the elite quarterback. Uh, I know one thing, and you and familia, and you're gonna, you're gonna. I hope you don't get sick of hearing this. Uh, elite tight end is really one of one. It's it's Travis Kelsey, and either you get Kelsey or wait. And, but the other one is don't do not uh, just scoop up as many wide, young rookie wide receivers as possible. You know, or the second and even the second year guys grab all of those guys because they are breaking out all over the place. It's, it's not the third year wide receiver anymore. It's the first year we're getting guys breaking out and there's going to be guys that are helping out your fantasy team. So, uh, you know, preview because uh, that that's something we're going to be talking about a lot on Familia FFB. So, and what you and I are going to talk about a lot right now is Super Wild Card Weekend, Familia. Super Wild Card Weekend. How pumped are you for the playoffs this weekend? I am giddy. I'm so excited. This is where it all comes down to, right? This is where like you're actually playing. Like there, it all comes down to this. So like, I'm just I'm super pumped. And yeah, there's there's some good matchups. I'm really excited for some duds, but some good ones. <laughs> and you know, it, it's it's six games this weekend. Uh, uh, six games. You know, three in each conference. You know, it's wall to wall football from Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon for us in in California uh, yeah. to Monday to Monday night football. That hey, West Coast, best coast when it comes to time zones. Yes, g- give me that all day long. Unless Heck it's yeah. the, the unless it's the London games, so that's that's a little too much. But uh, you know, hopefully we can go through these games, do kind of a quick breakdown of the games. Uh, I'll definitely do something a lot more in depth on familiafb.com, and I'll point that out on Twitter. The point spreads that I point out for these games are all from DraftKings Sportsbooks, and all per game averages that I point out to are from weeks 13 to 17. I'm not really counting a lot of week 18 on this one because there were so many wonky games on that one, teams that weren't going for it. So um, there's only one game that really looks like it's going to have weather this week, and it's going to be the first one up in the, of all places, sunny California. So, uh, so this information that we're going to talk about it could be for DFS, it could be for playoffs. Drafts. I've got a playoff draft tomorrow night, so I'm uh, going to get into that one. But the interesting thing about this one, every game is a rematch. There are two that that uh, there are two uh, interdivision where the teams have already played each other. So we're going to go in order, starting with Saturday afternoon for the West Coast, us West Coast people. We got San Francisco nine and a half point favorites hosting the Seattle Seahawks. It's going to be 55 degrees, rain in the forecast. Winds are going to be about 12 miles an hour. Brock Purdy, your guy, uh, you know, is coming up. But you know, from the Seahawks side, it's it's got to be tough. They they lost both games during the season, week two and week fifteen. Uh, lose three in a row. Geno Smith was not he he was he was wonderful during the season uh, overall, but 
just okay in the games there. 49ers, they, they've just got that rock-solid defense. You know, in playoff drafts, how much are you just kind of like looking at some of the, some of the Seattle guys and being kind of like, I think I'm going to take it. I think I'm going to wait on these guys. I, yeah, Seattle, it's kind of a pass for me. Like I, I just can't. Geno's looked really good at points, but I just can't. I can't buy into it. Like, and I love Lockett. I think he's awesome. Oh, he's yes. really good. But I don't know. I mean, and especially against this Niners defense, this is brutal. I, I'm I'm afraid for this game. <laughs> I, I I think this game could run. I mean, the only thing that that could keep this game down is is the rain. But I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, they the so the 49ers did a great job on DK Metcalf, held him to 35 and 55 receiving yards respectively in those two games. Tyler Lockett was able to get loose, got 107 yards uh, on nine catches in one game, seven catches for 68 yards. Uh, so, but Lockett, you know, he's got that, that injury that really limited him and made him miss a game. So I, I don't know how much I trust them. Kenneth Walker. I mean, so he he was so fun to have, but the 49ers are only giving up 67.2 rushing yards per game. Uh, so I, I don't know if I, I, I really don't know if I, uh, you're right. I don't know if I could trust anyone on the other side, on the 49ers side, Purdy, you know, he, he's, he comes on six games, six in a row. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's gotta be like, he beats, he beats Tom Brady, his, his idol, uh, you know, he was even QB five last week. I, the the one thing that's tough though, the Seahawks, they they're good in the secondary, so they're they're they don't give up they don't give up a lot. I mean, he uh, he did get two hundred. He only got two hundred seventeen yards and two touchdowns in this in this one. Uh, you know, they're number seven in fantasy points per game against the quarterback. What is, uh, do you think Purdy or, or are you looking at it's all McCaffrey all day long in this one? McCaffrey. I mean, CMC all day. I mean, Purdy, as long as he trusts, you know, his check down and, you know, they're the play calls that they're drawing up for CMC. I mean, he's going to look good, I think, but really it's just CMC. I mean, dude's a stud. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and well, yeah, Mr. Scampers put in the chat rule. Number one draft Tyrus Kelsey. I think, uh, you know, if you don't draft Travis Kelsey, grab George Kittle seven touchdowns in the last four games. I mean, it's just, it, it's, he has lived up to that cliche that they say the young quarter, who's the best quarter, best friend of a young quarterback, the tight end. Tight and end. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all right there. It's all right there. So I, I mean, I, I look at, I, I look at him, I mean, in playoff drafts, Kittle's going to be a guy to kind of keep an eye on. I, uh, I'm, I'm curious what they're going to do with Debo Samuel because he's, he's still working his way back in back from injury. He played 42 snaps out of 62 total. Uh, I, I, are you, are you potentially trusting him or are you waiting on, you know, you're only going to wait to uh, have him fall in your lap if you're playing in a, in a playoff league. That'd be pretty much the only scenario I could see myself getting him. I just don't, I just don't trust it all. You know, it, it he's very good. But especially with CMC, I mean, a lot of the, the little gadget plays are now involving CMC instead of Debo. And and he's just gets dinged up all the time. And, I, you know, I know I don't like to say injury prone, but, you know, dude plays hard. And that, that causes you to get banged up. And CMC is yeah. just tough, you know. 
Yeah, don't say injury prone because Dr. Emporas will hear you. He's like Voldemort. You know, if he, if he hears that, he <laughs> he'll, <Nope>. he'll get. <laughs> and yes, Mr. Scampers, he might get another two. You know what? He might get three. You never you, you never know. I'm I, I I I'm I'm really looking to grab him up. So let's go to Saturday night. Saturday night's all right for the Chargers at Jacksonville. The Chargers are two-point favorites, 47.5 point over under. It's 46 degrees in Florida, in Jacksonville, in Duval. Last time it was 38 to 10. The Chargers, this is a – I mean, I hinted at it a little bit more. Justin Herbert, QB 11. Uh, th this is going to be the matchup. I mean, I don't think it's going to be 38 to 10 in this one. I think it's going to be a much more hard fought, but, uh, it, you know – Herbert was still able to throw for 297 yards when they met in week three, but he didn't have Mike Williams. Uh, well, he, Mike Williams was, was held down in that game, but they didn't have Keenan Allen. It's how much more are you uh, pumped that hopefully he has both, both his guys. Keenan Allen has been phenomenal 68 targets in his last six games. Hopefully Mike Williams is back and healthy. Is, is that almost the key to having this be, you know, a game. I think, yeah, I think the big key will be Mike Williams because that unlocks a different level to their offense that they don't have with just Keenan Allen and Eckler, Echelbugs. Uh, But like, <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know if he's going to be healthy. Like hearing that he had to be like helped to the, you know, the bus after the game on, uh, was it Sunday when they play? I don't know. Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know that, and he just didn't look right. You could tell he was in some serious pain. So, I mean, if he makes it back, I think that will help him. I still like the Jags here, though. I mean, I don't know. I just I think the Jags are going to find a way to pull this one out. Yeah, I don't think I think you're right. I don't think it's 38 to 10, maybe 27, 24, something like that. But I do think they need Mike Williams, though, in order to unlock the full offense. Yeah, if it's Mike Williams, uh, it, it's it's going to be it. That's that's going to be if Mike Williams is healthy, I think it's going to be just. A, a crazy good game. Uh, I, the one thing is the the they the Jaguars do have a really good defensive front, and so they're going to be they're they're really going to be in Herbert's grill a lot in this game. Uh, Rayshon Slater isn't going to be back. Eckler, you know, Ecklebugs as you, as you mentioned, just a phenomenal RB one season overall. The Jags are, uh, I think they need to unlock him in this game because he only had 53 total yards last time these two teams met and the Jaguars are giving up 132.8 scrimmage yards per game to the running backs. So they've been getting, they've been getting point, they've been getting beat up. Um, and, uh, but, and on the, but then on the other side, you got the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, phenomenal four top 10 finishes in, in the last seven games, weekly finishes. He had 300 plus yards and three to three plus touchdowns in three games since their week 11 bye. he is really, he actually was a big catalyst for being the second quarterback that I took in Scott Fishbowl. So he was very much uh, a, a, a dude for me. Uh, but so, but, but here's the thing, the, the chargers have become better on defense. So I, I, something's going to give is is the defense. Obviously, they got uh, Joey Bosa back, yeah, and healthy. he looks like he's yeah. It looks mm -hmm. oh, what, what is that? Is that almost kind of like a, as as exciting as as anything else for you on this on this game? Just seeing how that defense does against the Jags. That'll be one of them for sure. I mean, 
I still think I, I I like Doug Peterson. I think that he's a smart coach and he he'll find a way to to figure out the defense. Like he'll come up with his gadget plays. Um yeah, I just I think the Chargers have done a pretty good job putting together a good defense and they have looked better, but I still feel like they just got a long way to go. Even with a defensive head coach, it's like they I don't know, I just I just I, just something doesn't seem quite right there. I I think it's going to, it really is. It may be the coaching, like you said, the difference is going to be the coaching. Peterson, a Super Bowl winning coach, Brandon Staley coaching in his first game, in his first playoff game. So we're, vamos a ver, vamos a ver. It's, uh, I think that that may be the, one of the better games of the weekend. Here's a game that I think is going to be rough. Uh, uh, you got, and and I wish, I wish, uh, Nothing but good things for Tua Tangovailoa, who's already been ruled out for uh, the Sunday the Sunday first game, Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo is 13-point favorites, 43.5 point over under. It's going to be 27 degrees and clear in this game. Wind is not going to be much of an issue, but the Dolphins are down to their quarterback three. Uh, Tua's out. Teddy B is out. Tyreek Hill hobbled with an injured ankle. Taron Armstead, their stud left tackle, uh, is probably not going to play throughout the playoffs. You got Raheem Mostert. It, it's a it's a mash unit with these guys. Even Jalen Waddle, your Penguin, he is you know he's been battling an, an injured ankle. I, I mean, I, I get the feeling this is just too much for one team to deal with. I'm, I almost would have liked to have seen the Steelers in here instead of the Dolphins, but. Uh, you know what? What? Oh, how much? How tough is this game going to be? Watch. It's not going to be pretty, and I like the Dolphins. Uh, I just feel like they ran out of luck. I mean, or, or had no luck to begin with. I'm not sure which it is, but I mean, it's just been a rough go of it over the you know the middle stretch of the season, and then to end it all, and then Buffalo. I mean, they've you know I mean that there there's just going to be so much energy there, and. You know, they're playing for their brother in DeMar Hamlin. Like that, I just don't see how the Dolphins can overcome this. Uh, Skylar Thompson has not looked good. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. I just think they ran ran out of luck. And, and you know, and and it's a good weather team playing in sub-freezing temperatures. I think it's just too much to ask for them. It, it, it's, it, it's just rough. And, you know, the Bills... I, I kind of I'm rem, I'm reminded of back in 1990 when uh, Loyola Marymount uh, switching gears to March Madness, where they were dealing with the death of Hank Gathers, but the mm -hmm. team just became energized and became a national darling, and they played all the way to the Grade Eight. I think the Bills are going to feed off of this. They I think I think with Demar being back in uh, back back in Buffalo. Who knows? Maybe he pops in to the facility to inspire the guys. Uh, I, I know Josh Allen doesn't need much inspiration to be great. He's the QB one in, in fantasy points per game with 25.9, uh, whereas he Mahomes was number one overall. Great game last time in week 15 when they met. 304 yards, four touchdowns, 10 rushes, 77 yards. I, I think we're going to see more of the same of this. I I, I I just think I just think Josh Allen is going to be able to uh, take take apart this team. Yeah, and with the few things I said, I forgot to mention that the Bills are also just really good. So <laughs> yeah, I mean they've they've been you know in conversation for the best team all season. So I, I, it's just a team that is looking really not great running into a team that's awesome and also has some added motivation. You know, so it 
uh, this could be this could be a, a bad looking game. Yeah, with the thirteen point spread, it, it's a tough one. I think I think Diggs uh, Diggs was big uh, last week with uh, you know, one hundred four yards on on seven catches. Nobody else has really you know done done much. Gabe Davis, everybody's darling uh, of the off season. 10 targets last week was the most that he had since week 10, but he only turned it in the three catches for 39 yards. So um, I think the one guy I kind of keep an eye on is Dawson Knox in this game. He went for 98 yards on six receptions and a touchdown on this one. So uh, very possible. I don't know if I'm, I, I think for me, I'm discounting James Cook and, and Devin Singletary a little bit. They didn't really do much. Um, it, with you know against against the dolphins last week and the dolphins have not allowed a hundred yard rusher this whole season so um oh let, let's go to a fun game giants at minnesota this was a blast of a game 27 24 you uh minnesota winning in and it's the same conditions it's a dome uh minnesota is three point favorites 48 and a half point over under i i'm I'm looking at this game going over. Daniel Jones, the only he had two 300-yard games. One was against the Vikings, who have not been able to stop the pass this entire season. Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins are two guys to keep an eye on for DFS because they they they've gotten some targets and and they they could be cheap plays this week. Uh, can you see the the Giants putting up some points in this game? I can. I wouldn't be surprised if they upset the Vikings. I think they're actually really good and. I mean, they're all. I mean, they're really good, and they're finding ways to get everybody involved, even guys that you've never heard of. So, you know, Dable's smart coach. <laughs> you know, he's figuring it out. And you know, we all know uh, primetime Kirk Cousins. You know, he. We'll see if he shows up. I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, if he can just get the ball to Justin Jefferson, I mean, I, I like that. You know, to Hawkinson, but he's bound to make some boneheaded decisions and. I, I could easily see the Giants being able to hang in there and pull out a win here. Uh, very much, very much. And, you know, Saquon went for 133 scrimmage yards He and, and a touchdown. He gave them every chance to win this game. And the, and the Vikings are giving up some yardage to the to the court, to the the court running backs, 146.2 uh, scrimmage yards per game. So you mentioned uh, primetime Kirk Cousins. And this game is uh, – oh, yes uh, – uh, yeah, yes, the Vikings are bad, bad, Mr. They're they're bad, bad. Not like Leroy Brown. So they're 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 the baddest defense in the whole damn town, uh, especially against the pass. The 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 Vikings, Kirk Cousins, he's so different at home. 18 touchdowns, four interceptions. On the road, 11 touchdowns, uh, 10 interceptions. He went for 299 yards and three touchdowns against the Giants. You mentioned Justin Jefferson, 12 catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown on 16 targets last week, last time when they played the Giants. It, it's it's a great game. And you mentioned you also mentioned TJ Hawkinson. He had a big game against them. Could you know the 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 Giants have been able to give up some some yardage in this one? I, are they going to have to you know concentrate on the on the pass in this game to just really come you know bring it home? Uh, yeah, but then you also have to consider they also have Dalvin Cook. I mean, he's yeah. really good too. You know, so like if you sh you shut down the pass, I do think that is the key to stopping them. Is if you shut down the pass, you know, it's going to be easier to focus on Cook. But um, yeah, I mean, Cousins is finding Hawkinson a lot, and you know that's that's exciting. But 
he's got to he's got to make sure that he actually can do that this week. And I just I, I don't know. I don't have good feelings for them. Yeah, it's uh, I I don't have good feelings for either defense in this game. I think I think the uh, if the the Giants can rush the pass. So they've been they've been really attacking the 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 quarterback a lot, getting a lot of sacks of late. Um, but if if the Vikings are able to hold off the pass rush, I think this is just going to be a shootout. It, it may be like the last game where it's whoever has the ball at the end is going to win. So it, it's 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 going to be a fun fun game, fun fun game. You know we we talked a little bit about the 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 Miami Buffalo game not being fun. I think Baltimore Cincinnati game is going to be a rough one too. I mean it, they split the series during the season. Baltimore won in Week Five, nineteen seventeen. Cincinnati won twenty seven sixteen in Week eighteen. But Lamar missed practice today. He hasn't played in since before Thanksgiving. I'm not getting a good feeling that he's going to play. And uh, I mean, how do you, how do you win with a third string quarterback uh, in the playoffs against the team that went to the Super Bowl last year? I, oof, I, I don't, I don't love the odds. I don't love the odds. Yeah. We've got three third string quarterbacks this that are in the playoffs <laughs> this week. And uh, two of them are not like the third in Purdy, you know, these <laughs> other, you know, uh, Skylar Thompson and Anthony Brown. I mean, they just don't, they have not looked great. So it's so. not it's not going to be pretty. I mean, Andrews has not looked like himself. I think he's pretty dinged up. They have no wide receivers to throw to. Their running back has one fast leg and one leg that's dragging behind him. Like, I don't know. It, this could be a bloodbath. And then the Bengals are also just good. So it's just so good. Just so good. I mean, the, the, the tough part is the Bengals have been giving up some passing yards, uh, 262.8 passing yards per game. If the, if the Ravens are going to have any kind of chance, it may just be the two headed monster of Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely, uh, guess, I mean, JK Dobbins could, could help get, get him there from the running back side. He does have 93 rushing yards in three of his last four games since he came back from an injury absence. But the Bengals have been pretty good against only giving up 68 rushing yards, which is number five in uh, rushing yards allowed to the running back. Uh, you mentioned Bengals. That Joe Burrow is just so good, and they're putting the ball in his hands. They are putting the ball in his hands. Uh, it, you know, that that is going to be the tough part in this game. Uh, you know, he's only got 30, 31 passing attempts. Uh, sorry. He has at least 31 passing attempts in every game since they went on their week 10 bye. And he's got two plus touchdown passes in all but two games in that in that span. He's he's doing everything. I, I know that the Bengal, the the Ravens have tightened up on D on the defensive side, especially against the pass, but I don't know if they're gonna be able to stay with the Bengals. I don't I don't know if they're gonna be able to stop. I mean the Jamar Chase seven receptions in all of his five games since he returned from injury. Uh, I, I'm I'm calling a big game. What do you What do you think on Jamar Chase having a big game in this one? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's easy to see. He's has big games all the time, but like, I don't know. He he knows when to show up. You know, they. He's so talented, and Joe knows how to find him. You know, so I'm excited about that. But I do think this is going to look like the JV team versus a varsity team. I mean, the uh, Bengals, they have all the weapons. All the weapons and and going up against and, – and this this is a quarterback-driven league, and it's just 
Lo siento mucho, Ravens. Uh, I really hope Lamar Jackson gets back healthy because I love watching him play. He's one of my favorite players, so I, I want to see him. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I know that one thing. One interesting thing about this one is uh, Joe Burrow has had two pretty pedestrian games against Baltimore this year. So 217-1 touchdown, one interception, and 215 yards and one touchdown without an interception in, in the, the most recent game, which was Week 15. So, um, but I don't think it's going to matter this week. I think he's going to bust out. It's it's just going to be uh, they're they're not going to be able to stop these guys. Um, yeah. And nothing can stop us from getting a Monday night football, mi amiga. Uh, and, and this is a rematch of week one. The Cowboys at the Buccaneers. Uh, it's The Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point favorites. How, how is the GOAT a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home? Uh, and it's going to be perfect weather, 61 degrees, clear, no wind, 45-and-a-half-point over-under in this game. Uh, I'm actually looking at this game going over, but I mean, I mean, how is the goat going to be an underdog in this game when Dallas looked so bad last week? I don't know. Dallas. I mean, they're like, uh, I don't know if Jekyll and Hyde's the right way to put it, but they look so good one week. And then the next, they look like a completely different team and like CD has looked great, but they're not getting any other uh pass catchers involved consistently you know uh ugh, no not go cowboys um, <laughs> but i mean i just i tom brady like he has not looked like the normal tom brady we're used to but it's all you just got to get to the dance and he found a way to get here and like are we really going to discount him you know the, the cowboys are a heck of a defense but uh, this, I, I honestly could see this game going either way. I could see it being a blowout with the Cowboys winning, or I could see it being a very close game where where Tom Brady ekes it out. I, I I'm 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 leaning towards number two because I I think I think Brady's going to get the ball at the end of the game with two minutes left, you know, needing a you know a tie ball game, needing a field goal. It could be like twenty eight to twenty eight at that point, and then just and just need that field goal to to go over it. They may have found something. The the cowboy the one the interesting thing the Cowboys their defense especially Micah Parsons they fly on the turf, but they slow down a little bit on grass and they they've been a little more human on that uh, on instead of superhuman. So I, I that's where I'm kind of looking that that split second is going to give Brady enough time to uh, to do something in this game. The the and the other interesting part is the uh, the 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 one thing that they may need to do they being the Cowboys they're going to need to use the running game uh, their running backs it could be you know Pollard who's a dual threat or or Zeke but the running backs have gotten through against the Bucks Tyler Algier got 135 yard rushing yards. James Conner got 120 scrimmage yards against against the Bucks in Week 16. The Bucks are giving up some scrimmage yards to the to the running backs. I I will say one thing, Familia. If you're thinking about any wide receiver other than C.D. Lamb on the Cowboys, stop thinking. Don't just if you don't get C.D. Lamb, ignore the Cowboys. Maybe you get Dalton Schultz as your tight end, but just ignore the Cowboys. Nobody's getting any anything on that one. And uh, where, where do you feel on that one? 
I agree. I mean, uh, and Schultz, he he's looked good, and Dak Prescott sure does like to find him, but they've got two other tight ends that are, you know, they're playing. They're actually getting playing time, and they're looking pretty good too. So I I just I feel like he's trending down, and I don't know that you, you want to trust it here. I don't think so. But, well, speaking of trust, Brady, uh, I kind of want to trust Brady this week. The – the Cowboys, they've been giving up some yardage to the wide receivers uh, of late. Terry McLaurin is getting getting some got got 74. Jahan Dotson got 72. You got the both the Eagles guys, AJ Brown and Devonta Swift Smith went over hundred yards against them in week 16. Maybe that may, you know, that that 10 catch, 207 yards and three touchdown game in week 17 that helped nobody because <laughs> it helped you win your it helped me win a consolation championship woohoo <laughs> yeah third place but uh but i think i think something's happening where evans and godwin could could come out and and have big games against this this defense because trayvon Diggs can't cover both of them yeah godwin is good he's been good all season long and it's just a matter of brady finding him and then i i do think that the breakout that Evans had is a very good sign for them moving forward because he was looking very poor. Like, I don't want to say anything too uh, mean, but he, it was looking very bad. And, like, they couldn't connect. They were dropped passes. Brady is overthrowing him. Like, it was just bad. But I, I think that them finding that connection again and then having Godwin also to be the, the possession receiver and, you know, create a little bit of opening for Mike Evans to have that big game, like, I, it's very hard for me to not look at them and think this could be a sneaky team this week. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's going to, uh, and, and, you know, the tough part is, uh, well, a tough part only if you're a Cowboy fan, if, if they lose, it's just going to be the national narrative all over again. The Cowboys cannot win and they haven't won since 1995 and everything like that. So uh well boohoo for them so they they had the trips in the 90s so they could do that uh if the the interesting thing is it's it's the playoffs so playoff lenny um could in 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 fantasy drafts could you uh trust him this seems uh, tough that's tough that is tough and i have not gotten a good feel for what they're doing at running back the whole season in my main redraft league i had both fournette and rashad white and it was like do I flip a coin or do I just play them both? And they've both looked good at various points, but I do think lately we're seeing Brady trusting Fournette a little bit more when it comes to needing somebody who's going to actually pick up the right block um, and then be able to leak out for those little cat, those uh, little just check downs that, that, you know, Brady and Fournette have, you know, connected on time after time. I, I think it's probably going to be Fournette over Rashad White. But I do think that the two of them, they work well together. Like, you know, you can yeah. spell Fournette with white. And that's another reason why I I feel like they're, they're, they're settling in on what they want to do, which is mainly focus on Fournette but, or, you know, focus on getting the ball to Fournette. So he probably, I mean, he could be playoff Lenny. I don't know if we'll see it in the way we did in prior years, but but I, I, I think they're going to use them both. And I But I do think Lenny is going to be the main one. I think you're right. I think you're right. And he's going to get some work in the passing game. He had nine, he had nine receptions in, in week 17. So that, that game was just ridiculous. So uh, yeah, I, I think, 
I think this. I think they're going to win. I, I, I really think that the Buccaneers are going to win, and I, I don't think it's too much of an upset to say that. I mean, I know it's only a two and a half point spread, but uh, I, I'm looking at that one. So, oh, uh, we, we, we did it. We got, we got through the six games. So, mi amiga, I want to close out with a fun one that I, you've, you've listened to this one, you've seen this. So, uh, you know, this being Familia FFB, we love to talk Mexican food at the end. So, uh, and not nothing is a greater staple than tacos favorite taco types and do you have any favorite spots locally so i'm carne asada first and foremost oh, yes. i do love birria but i mean really if if i want just the go-to it's going to be carne asada um there's i don't feel like we have any like really good uh like restaurants where i'm at like everything's just kind of the same all the mexicans restaurants they're all just kind of a little just slight differences but everything's pretty much the same uh i love um san diego uh uh mexican food like just all the little hole in the walls that you can find like down by the beach and i love san diego mexican food but really like you were saying earlier it comes down to the homemade mexican food is the best like my husband makes incredible um uh flautas taquitos he makes oh. great uh, enchiladas, like everything. It's just so good. And so, and of course, this all comes from, you know, his family who's, you know, I grew up on, you know, well, grew up on, but as, as a young adult, you know, eating their homemade Mexican food and it, it, you just really can't beat it, you know, and especially like summer days, you throw some carne asada on the grill, have a beer. It's, it's delightful. So it's, it's gotta be the homemade. Uh, what's your what's your what's the beer you're gonna sip on when you're uh, when when you're waiting for the carne asada or just to grab some pieces off the grill? So uh, it's got to be a Brewyard Beer Company beer. I'm a big uh, fan Ooh. of their beers. They're a Glendale, California based, and uh, I love all their beers. My my go to there is probably Citra Bang. So a nice hoppy IPA style beer. Um, that's that that that'd be my go to there. Oh man. Well, I'm going to take you up on the, you, we talked about an invite. Uh, we, we don't, we don't live too far apart. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to have to take you up on the invite and yeah, and grab one of those beers with you. So, uh, yes, Let's do it. That'd be and, awesome. Uh, and, yeah, definitely with you and hubby. Oh, love it. Love it. Oh, mi amiga. I, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Please tell me you had a good time. Even if you have to lie. It, no, it was awesome. Uh, I may go vomit afterwards out of just all the nerves finally leaving my system. But no, it, it was a blast. It, it's always fun hanging out with you. I, I don't mind if it's in the chat or doing it live is fun too. Oh, man. And, and uh, shout out to the FYF crew. You guys got to, I know you guys are going to watch this later. You guys got to get her on one of the one of the game shows one of these days. Uh, just, just a blast. Mi amiga. Darcy Romero. Game overboard. Mi amiga. Thank you so much. This was uh, beyond a blast. This was even better than I thought it was. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, got a, got one last. Uh, uh, yes. Excellent show, Dame. Yes. She was the star of the show and I loved having her on here. So thank you. Thank you. And everybody, thank you so much for being a part of the chat. This was fantastic. So, I, I mean, this was, this was a great way to start off 2023. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you for joining it. Hopefully, you guys, uh, please give us a like and subscribe, por favor, on YouTube. Thank you. I'm, sa I'm saying thank you in advance. Also, if you're if you want the audio version of this, you're all you know. Please make sure you go to Familia FFB. 
Apple, Google, Spotify. Muchas gracias to Anchor for putting us out there on uh, all of those formats. Also, familiafp.com. I'm going to have playoff content out there, help you win win some money on the DFS side, maybe win, maybe win some money on the uh, on your playoff drafts, something like that. So uh, make sure you're following that. And you find me, Jorge Martin17 on Twitter. Push everything out that way. So muchas gracias otra vez, Dame. Muchas gracias. And to you, everybody, otra vez, feliz año nuevo. And remember, todos somos familia. Salud. <laughs>